Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. My role allows me to engage in the Central Florida community on many levels and it is my responsibility to help connect the dots between the college and the community at large. The dots I refer to are opportunities for college stakeholders, faculty, staff, and students to have access to leaders and professionals in our region. This helps Rollins deliver on our mission while also uplifting the brand of the college throughout Central Florida. The goal of this show is to share the role, the important role Rollins plays in town and how important the college is to our region. So thank you for joining us this morning and it is my pleasure to introduce my guest and friend, Allison Hicks Mosley, a graduate from the class of 1990. Allison started her real estate career over 22 years ago holding dual positions as Director of Marketing at Sales at Faison and Euro Investors. She spent five years as Director of Sales at the St. Joe Company, overseeing the commercial division in Northwest Florida. Today, she leads the Mosley team with Sotheby International Realty. Allison, so great to have you here and thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Sam. It's nice to be back. So let's start by giving us the quick version of mm -hmm. where you grew up and how you got to Rollins. Well, I'm from outside of Chicago, a small town um, called Elgin, and it, my older brother plays baseball. And so he came to Rollins, he's a year older, older than I, and he graduated in 89 and came to play baseball for Boyd Coffee a long time ago. Yeah. And I came to visit. I was really actively looking out west and at, at all, all my colleges except for Rollins. And I came for spring break and fell in love, and there was no turning back. There we are. There we are. And Woody is um, a great uh, Rollins alum who lives in Lakeland, and mm -hmm. we'll have him on the show one day. But uh, Woody played a, an important role in my life and as a student and, and one of my all-time best friends, too. So... We can talk about him another day. but um, So you're here. What did you study at Rollins? I actually graduated with a studio art major and a business marketing minor. And I originally came to Rollins to do the five-year MBA. And yeah. I took a semester of you know, the, the introductory economics classes and just was not inspired. And so I, I did what I wanted to do. I did what I loved and blended it with some business uh, as a minor and, you know, it served me, me well. Yeah. Kind of trusted my gut. I like that. Who, who were who were your mentors or favorite teachers on campus? Uh, well, I mean, my art teachers were really inspirational. They're, they're not uh, with us anymore. Um, Dr. Peterson was really fabulous and also um, was inspiring and supportive of me doing the other side of it, the business marketing and how important that would be. Um, also, um, I love my business law classes. Um, mm -hmm. Marvin Newman. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever took classes from him at Crummer Sam, but he was, you know, he was an active working attorney that came in to do some guest teaching. And it was really the practical side of law that really interested me. So I, I've, I have a blend of the creative and the the business. Yes, you do. It's you did have an incredible art talent. If I'm not mistaken, you would design fraternity and sorority t-shirts. I did. Amongst probably <laughs> other things. Um, what what else did you do? Like what else was your extracurricular activities? I know you played softball. I uh, played softball. 
that was that took a, a good amount of time. It's you know playing any college sport is a commitment. It was um, awesome and hard. Met a lot of people, and I played for three years, and then ended up playing club soccer. Yeah, for my last year, which was fun. And what else? Were, anything else were you involved with? Um, I yes, um, we I worked with a local studio, Studio B, um, Sandy Bonus Fine Arts, and it was a working art studio. I, mean, I think at the time I was trying to figure out if art could be my vocation. Uh-huh. And as much as I love it, I knew I didn't want to have to, you know, sing for my supper that way. You right. know that I, you know, painting is a is a beautiful thing for me and a release, but not something I wanted to make a career of. Right. And so, you know, I just kind of, my, my path has evolved. It was n- nothing I didn't, you know, d- dream of when I was young. I'm going to be a real estate agent when I when I grow up. <laughs> I sort of let the path take me, wh- you know, where it led me. Right. And trusted, you know, my instincts. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's one thing I always remember and, and know about you. You've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did that come from your folks? Did that kind of emerge as you just grew up and got older? Did that, did Rollins have anything to do with that? Well, I think Rollins has a lot to do with that because of the liberal arts foundation. And if you're listening, you really can, can get so much more than just the, you know, the, the books and, you know, lectures part of your learning here. It's about an experience. It's about, um, touching people in the community like you're doing now. I had some uh, really great people introduce me to people in the community. Uh, I ended up, after Rollins, just working for some great people that gave me a lot of freedom and believed in me very at a very young age, which yeah. is unusual. And I think that's what really inspired me. That's where it took off for me. Yeah. Did you, did you work in college? Because, I, I mean, I always remember the mill. I did. I worked at the mill. Yeah. And I also worked at... A place on Park Avenue, it was a small, um, it was actually a gift shop, but they did custom painting for different events in town, like kids' birthday parties, and just really easy, light stuff. It was called From the Heart. And I was the uh, artist yeah. in that store for three years. And then I, I, I had work study, so I worked on campus. Yeah. And until the softball department fought for a scholarship for me, so then I didn't have to, <laughs> I didn't have to do my work study, which was really huge. Right. The mill is always a place that I remember you. Yes. I mean, it was a bakery and restaurant mm-hmm. um, and a brewery. Correct. And so it was a cool community place. It also happened to kind of be a college place. But it just always sort of re- re- resonated with me that here's a student who really is kind of running the place. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's what you were hired to do or if you automatically just sort of took it there because that's yeah, who you are. Yeah, I, I – it- I didn't set out to do that there. And so I was just sort of led in that direction. When I graduated, it was a pretty bleak job market. The Gulf War had just broken out. I had thought I had everything lined up the way I I wanted it. I was going to work for an advertising agency as an intern, you know, for free. I had a house over on Woodmere that I was going to house sit for three or four months so I could live for free. And then I had my job at the mill. Well, you you know, the ad company called me and said, you know, we don't need a free intern. You're going to drain our resources more than help them. And the family that was going to Europe decided not to take that trip because of the political environment. And I was left with the mill. And so I went to my boss at the time and said, I want to do whatever I can do to get some experience. So can I do the, can I do the marketing? Can I do management? Can yeah. I, 
go on the traveling team to open up a restaurant? And he said, yes, you, you know, so. Yeah, it, it always, it, I think you created their brand. I mean, I, you know, just because of your art talent mm-hmm. and sort of your just knack for business, I always just felt like. You know, it's interesting. At the time, I thought this is a stepping stone. I didn't, I I look back and I realized the impact of some of those steps that you take in your life. And, you know, I went to him and said, how about we do original music? And he's like, great. That sounds like a great plan. Right. And I said, we'll get local bands and we'll bring them in and we'll have seven days of music a week. And, and I laid all the marketing out and I said, great. And I said, well, how about my budget? And he says, well, oh, there's no budget, <laughs> but go ahead. You Figure can do out. that. And so that, it, that's really where it started. And we ended, I ended up charging at the door to pay for the band and the band would take the door and you know, it, it just, it, yeah. it, it just went crazy, which was awesome. That yeah, was awesome. For those who don't know the mill, I mean, we could spend a whole show yeah. on the muffins. <laughs> I mean, they would make these muffins they that did. first of all were awesome, but they were gigantic. Yes, they were. They, yeah, that was a twenty-four hour business. Yeah, you know, as as the bartenders were leaving and the brewmaster, the bakers were coming in at you know three in the morning. It was pretty incredible. Uh, for those who know, know. Um, so, can you pinpoint specific skills you learned or developed at Rollins? You know that uh, that sort of helped with your pathway, or or was it just like you said, just sort of this liberal arts education that kind of just gave you the skills or the confidence to try whatever? Well, I think that liberal arts background gives you so much exposure. I, I, I was 17 when I came to Rollins. I was on the younger side and really had no idea what I wanted to do in my life. So having just a blend of different people, the diversity, the diversity of the professors. And you know, I had a real willingness to go to school because I was paying for my school. So right. I, I, in my mind, if I miss a class, it was expensive for me to miss. So mm-hmm. I went and I really just took it all in. And and if you do that, there's so much to gain. And there's so many wonderful people that I've met through my experience at Rollins. And even my work study, I still keep in touch with. I worked on the registrar, which I loved because I get to pick out all my classes and not have to go for, through the system and wait in line. And right. I don't think anybody's waiting in line anymore. But at the time, yeah. and I still keep in touch with Beth Hobbs, the old registrar. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Gosh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. So if you had to break it down sort of by percentage, what, what what's the in-class versus out-of-class learning experience for you? You know what I mean? Like, I think I some think it people... was 50 50 for me. Yeah, honestly. And, you know, the other important part of the is just the people I met, like Sam, I never would have met you from Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> right. You know, you would never have met me from Illinois. Right. And then, you know, our closest friends are from all different parts of the world, which the, I think that piece is so important in anything you do. Right. Because if you can psychologically be around a lot of different people, it just helps any kind of business you're in. Right. You know, it's it's important. Did you ever leave Winter Park after you graduated? I went on the traveling team that opened up restaurants for the mill for okay. a short period of time, but never. Well, and then St. Joe, did you, you, you were based here, but I know you spent a lot of time in the Northeast and the Panhandle. Yes. So we were, the commercial, it's actually headquartered out of Jacksonville and the commercial division was 
started here by a, a, my old boss at Faison, and he recruited me back to St. Joe. And so they allowed him to develop the commercial division here rather than have to go to Jacksonville. Yeah. But through my commercial real estate, I travel, I've traveled all over the place yeah. for that. How, what, what was that transition like from the mill to sort of, you know, your first, I guess, commercial real estate job? So I actually worked for an advertising agency for a short time. Um, Ron Pokora, who was an awesome mentor to me, yeah. introduced me to Scott Jackson, who had a small boutique advertising agency. And I worked for him for about two years. And basically the challenge was, you want to be in advertising, go find some business. And so one of the clients that I ended up bringing in was Faison. And we did their marketing for the state of Florida. And I was recruited by them shortly thereafter. And so my step into real estate was not from what I'm doing now. It was really from a pure marketing standpoint. Yeah. And then it just transitioned, you know, and where I, when I was in commercial, I always had a, a, the director of marketing uh, portion of the job, and then they wanted me into sales or receive the sales departments. Right. A lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that's a lot of different skill sets. It is. And a lot of different uh, roles and responsibilities. But that's, I mean, I, I, it, it goes to something that I say often, like, I'm pretty good at a lot of things. I might not be great at much, but I'm pretty good at a lot of things. And I think that maybe would you that's, kind of buy I, into that philosophy? I definitely, that has served, but, but also to, I think an important skill is to know what you don't know yeah. and admit it and find the way to support whatever it is that you lack. And so I've never been afraid to say, I don't know how to do that. Right. You know, tell me or show me. And um, I think it's really served me well. So what was your transition from commercial real estate to, to residential so at the time I left St. Joe, which was a great company, great job, publicly traded um, real estate company. Uh, it was headed up by Peter Rummel, the head of Disney. He developed Celebration. I mean, it was a very, it, of all the commercial real estate companies to have worked for, that was, it was super creative. And they wanted to bring the commercial division to Jacksonville, basically. And... Right. My kids, I had two small children, and you know, my husband is third generation uh, Winter Park, Central right. Florida guy, and just we weren't moving to Jacksonville. And he was already in residential. And so I transitioned out and said, Well, I'm, I'll go hang my, my license, you know, my real estate license at Cobble Banker. And you know, I, it, somebody called me, I sold a house in 30 days, and I went, Oh my goodness, this is so much easier than commercial. <laughs> you can wait two and three years for things to to sort of come about and, you know, it, it's it's just a different animal altogether. Right. And so we just made, you know, we put family first always. Yeah. And I was traveling a lot. It was intense and decided that this could give us the flexibility for our, our family and our kids that we wanted. Yeah. And so Coldwell Banker, and then is that when you guys went off and did your own sort of brand? We always had a national brand behind us. Yep. We're independent contractors, but we have the national brand. So we we were with Caldwell for a long time. Uh, gosh, I don't know, 16 years. And so we've been at uh, Sotheby's, Premier Sotheby's here on Park Avenue for the last five. And that national brand has been really awesome and important. So, you know, Frank and I had really you know, discussed, do we open our own brokerage? And 
what does that entail? And I have an 11-year-old at home still. And I have two in college and an 11-year-old, and it would have been a major sacrifice for our family to do that just, you know, a lot more time. So, and we, we can't compete with a, natural, a national brokerage. I mean, the power of a brand and the power of their marketing is just something, you know, they spend $80 million a year in marketing I, as an independent <laughs> brokerage, and nobody's going to be able to do that. Right. So what's your secret sauce? Mm-hmm. I, you know, f- for me, it's just listening. You know, I think it's so important in what we do. I mean, we, as a real estate agent, you, it's a blend of a lot of different skill sets, but I wish I had taken more psychology classes <laughs> at Rollins looking back. Right. Because it's such an emotional time for people. It's the most intense, no matter if you're, whatever you do in life, you know, some of your easiest people are the ones you think are going to be hardest and you're the highest level executives you're moving. You know, when you start moving their underwear and socks, they get really crazy. So it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of juggling and it's a balance act, but really listening to who your client is, is always important. Yeah. That might answer my question is, you know, what advice do you have for Rollins students looking to get into real estate? Mm -hmm. Well, just, I mean, it's, it's one of those dive in. I mean, really to find a mentor, um, I think is really important. It's, you know, it's like anything. The books teach you a certain amount of, give you a certain amount of knowledge, but how to apply it is another, is a whole nother thing. And so if you can find those great mentors, I had great mentors in my life and I fought to be by their side. You know, that was my goal. You know, who, who am I going to learn from the most in this, in this whatever place I was at? And that's where I wanted to be at the table with right. so I could learn. And I was lucky that, you know, they let me to the table on the important meetings. And uh, I, I listened a lot during those years. And I'm so thankful for, for that. Beautiful. It's good advice for, in, a lot of, in a lot of ways and for a lot of things. So you've been in Central Florida for a long time, and mm-hmm. you know what's your observation about the impact Rollins has in and around Central Florida, not just Winter Park, but like how how would you describe sort of the impact of Rollins, you know, around town? You know, it's, it's interesting. You know, at first when I stayed, I always thought I'd go back home to you know Chicago area, and and I didn't because I met my husband and stayed and. I felt like I was still, what am I still doing in my college town? Hmm. You know, you, I kind of had that lingering question. And the more, I, the, the longer I stayed, the more I realized what important piece that has been in my life. It is a great connector for me of people. Uh, you know, my family's not here. My brother's in Lakeland, that's my closest family. So I quickly learned that community be, is family. Yeah. And I love my friends, you know, that I've, that we've, we kept that closeness. We we all see each other. You know, it's it's. I think that piece is uh, really great, yeah. and I see Rollins doing more of that and reaching out to the community, which is great. I think it's a really well respected piece of Winter Park and yeah. and Florida for that matter. Yeah, no doubt. It's one of the oldest institutions. So this, you know, is one that um, I'm really interested to sort of hear your perspective on is, you know, what's the tangible impact of Rollins on the real estate market? Well, Rollins is actually a great real estate company in itself. Indeed. And so, (laughs) (laughs) 
you, you know, when you look at uh, it, it, it holds a lot of property, you know, around town, which I think is interesting. It, it tells you the importance of real estate for any company. Yeah. And that was, that was pretty forward thinking <clears throat> on, the, on Rollins' part, I think, back when, you yeah. know, they started to assemble. And there's still a lot of parcels all over town that they have, which I think is interesting. Um, also, you know, because of the property they've owned, they've, they've also, you know, dabbled in some of the, com the com more commercial side of it with the retail products. And when I was leaving Face and we were developing the SunTrust, the Trammell Crow right. building. So it's interesting to see the, and the Alphand Inn is another great example of a fabulous piece of real estate, which was long overdue. <laughs> yeah. Not that we didn't love the Langford, but <laughs> right. it's incredible. And it's such a blend of our, you know, our art community. It, it's, it's bringing that part of the community into Rollins. You know, the Cornell Arts Museum has a fabulous collection. I don't think people realize the resource that Rollins has from an art standpoint. And Alfond has done a really great job of showcasing you know, the traveling art exhibit that they have in there and they change out their pieces and it's just a beautiful building. Yeah. It, it, the real estate market in general in central Florida, you know, what's your, what's, what's the, what's your take? Is it going pretty well? Great. It's, you know, it's great. It really is. And it's a little bit scary. Right. I would say because there are, you know, the, the effects of COVID we're seeing right now. I don't think we're seeing all the effects of COVID in the real estate market yet. But the the initial reaction has been a lot of elective relocation. So we're seeing people that have been up in New York, Chicago, California, all over, and really in a less open environment starting to move here, elect they can work anywhere, they can live anywhere, their kids are not in school, they want their kids to be interacting to some degree and have a balance and it's catapulted every price point in the market. Yeah. Uh, I think when some of the, not to get political, but you know, with right now there's a lot of um, support from the government. So possibly when those start to go away and fizzle out, maybe you'll see some people that unfortunately will need to sell and Mm. might change right. the environment right now, but that's going to be two or three years down the road. I don't see the influx into Florida changing anytime soon. I mean, the, the demographic, the, the statistics I hear are 1,500 people a week moving into central Florida. There's not enough inventory. It's, you know, I feel like I'm always putting pieces of a puzzle together, trying to figure out, see what's not there, you know, right. what... You know, how do I add value to my client? I've got to find them something that they don't know about. And so that's tricky. It's off market. We do a lot of things that haven't hit MLS or the open market because that's the only way I can get people into homes right now. Right. That's amazing. I mean, the, the, mm -hmm. you know, some of the roads, the 417, the 528, if you drive mm -hmm. some of those, you know, one day and then you come back two or three months later, <laughs> there are literally, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of new homes just it is. built out of nowhere. And it just when you start to the drive to Tampa used to be a sleepy, right? <laughs> look at the trees. It's right. so pretty. Look at all this land. It's so yeah. nice to see it. And it's just that gap is closing. Yeah. And it's, and it's getting harder and harder to get there. Yeah. And the, even I, I think of the gap between Rollins and UCF. Yes. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if you ever went out there as a college student to remember that. But like there was it was kind of nothing. And now um, it's it's just it's not easy. It's I mean, that UCF when we were. 
at Rollins was just in its infancy stages. So it's it's nice to see that growth there yeah. as well. And 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 I hope that there's more interaction between UCF and Rollins. We we had some of it when we were here, but oh yeah, a lot. We had the president of uh, UCF on campus last week uh, meeting. Um, President Cornwell and, and Peg, and so that was a just a nice, very personal and, and quiet interaction between our two leaders. And uh, it's a great school. It's a great school, and um, I get the feeling that President Cartwright has even bigger plans. And I don't necessarily mean by size and mm-hmm. scale, but I think elevating UCF to being even considered one of the even more premier you know state schools in the country. So we do wish them well. Um, talk about a little bit about your role in the community. I mean, I know you've dibbled and dabbled here and community Mm -hmm. service and giving back is at your core. Mm -hmm. Um, What keeps you busy sort of outside of work and, and, you know, with your kids? So I, for me, I feel like um, I want to give directly back to where I live and where I am. And when the market really took a turn back in 2000, 2008, I went on, I won't forget, I went on a, a listing appointment and it was, she was the at-risk counselor, I think, over at um, John Young Parkway Elementary School. And I, when I got there, I could tell she was she was out of sorts. And I said, what's, what's the matter? And she said, oh, we've got three families living in our parking lot. And this, you know, I, my kindergartner, I saw him at lunch putting food in his pocket. And and I just stood there like, what, what am I worried about real estate? There are just bigger things to really to focus on and from that and it was right around the holidays and she says I don't know what we're going to do we've, we've got to get these families placed somewhere they can't be sleeping in the parking lot over over break they're not going to have food they're and so a friend of mine Sandy Bonus who I mentioned earlier has a art studio in town and I'd worked with her at Rollins I called her because she had a facility and we said you know let's do something to raise some money and we called it the help event and we raised gosh almost eight thousand dollars in I mean literally we it was a Tuesday. Then following Tuesday, we had the event, and wow. we we saw that we could give directly back. And so went back to the at-risk counselors, disseminated the money, the most need, and they also kept some money to help the kids during classrooms for classroom support. You know, do they need notebooks, pencils, you know, whatever it is. Right. And we have been, you know, holding that event for the last, gosh, what is it, 13 years, Wow. I think. And so it's, we collect, we give, you know, we give, there's always need at every school. We try to keep it as local as we can, you know, to, uh, you know, Domerick, Maitland Middle, Lake Sibelia, um, Lakemont, the schools that are right, you know, around our our area. We didn't have it this past year because of COVID, but we'll start again. That's fantastic. And then I love the uh, Winter Park Day Nursery. I don't know if you know much about that. Absolutely. But I have a soft spot for working moms and the struggle of daycare and childcare and feeling comfortable with it. Yeah. And it's it's just really expensive for your average person. Right. And so they do a really nice job on a local level. Very getting much. you know, moms comfortable with working and dads and having a support system there. Yeah, there, Rollins does a lot of work in collaboration with them, mm-hmm. you know, since they're just down the street mm-hmm. and uh, a wonderful organization. Does that does the help event that you started? Is that something people can join up and do on their own, or, we, or it's, it? it's not the, it's not official. We've okay. never set up a nonprofit for it or yeah. anything. We, we've been asked to, and we get calls for it to grow in a different way. Right. And 
just trying to keep it purely or organic. Nice. But what we do is when we schedule the event, we and you'll you've seen it on social media. We you know basically it's a social media and email campaign. Right. And people can show up. Um, we've also had uh, different people hold their own events at their house with their girlfriends and collect and then bring, you know, come and donate the gift cards. And right. so we usually ask for $25 gift cards to uh, a local grocer or just, you know, any gift certificate in a $25 increment or cash. Yeah. And then we. Very nice. What an impact. So we don't, we don't put it in the bank. We just give it right away. Like right. There's a, we try to keep it as, as easy and That's nice. um, simple as we can. Very nice. That's awesome. Working with your husband, you know, Frank, of course, is one of my all-time favorites, and, and his father was on my board when I was at the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, and so the Mosley name is certainly um, an important one in our community. How, how is it working, you know, with family, you know, particularly your, your husband on a day-to-day -day basis? Not just Frank, because we yes. can talk about some of his issues, but that's another, <laughs> that's another show, too. <laughs> Well, I, it's it, I, I didn't really think about it when we did it, but yeah. it definitely is not for the weak of heart. I mean, you have to <laughs> be able to, first of all, you have to really like your spouse to right. do that, which I do, which was good. Yes. But it's you have to keep things separate like anything. You know, you have to turn it off at some point because the tendency is to always be, you know, in that work environment. And, right. and I, think, um, I think now with, people working in different places and from home, it's it's hard to turn work off, right. you know? I, it's yeah. So I think that's an important piece, but we know each of our strengths and we balance it that way. And, you know, we have a team of agents that work with us as well. And, you know, we have different skill sets and d divide things up that way. Yeah. So I know you wouldn't directly brag about the Mosley team, but what, what, what can you share? Like, is it, is it, a, is it a number, an annual number? Like what, what can you share that just sort of well, tells us a little bit about your, your it's, shop? Yeah. It's Frank and I are the, it's, it's our team and we bring agents underneath us. You know, we don't feed them, but we teach them how to go fish for themselves. It's important. Yeah. You know, when somebody comes to join our team and asks and wants to be a part of it, you know, we interview and if they're looking for, you know, us to say, here you go, let's get, it's not, but we're going to give you the foundation, the marketing foundation so that you can be successful yeah. doing it on your own. Right. So um, our team collectively sold $53 million last year in real estate, which is a good number. Yeah. Um, we've been over the past, I don't know, several years in the top 25 agents in central Florida. That's amazing. So we hope to continue that and grow that. I love it. Well, anything else you want to share about your Rollins journey or experience or life in the Rollins community? I wish I could go back and do it all <laughs> <Right>. again. <laughs> Have you been over to see the new Lakeside uh, yes. residences? Yes. yes. It's pretty beautiful. Impressive. I mean, the whole campus is impressive. And yeah. it it's just, it, it's a wonderful community. And, and another piece that I've loved is that, is the speaker series. Um, hoping that continues. Yeah. And so there's just, I, I, it, I guess it's part of getting older too. I, I love Rollins, you know, I love the community and the campus is such a beautiful place to spend time. Yeah, it is. Well, you are great to join us. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be with us on Rollins around town and, um, look forward to having another, um, one of your, uh, having Woody on the show another okay. day. And we'll get him over here. Maybe, maybe one day we'll even see a Mosley come, come back and attend Rollins, but 
Uh, that, that's okay. again for another another <laughs> another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison Hicks Mosley, thank you. Appreciate you being here, and thanks for all you do for Rollins in Central Florida. Thanks for having me, Sam. So thanks for joining us today for Rollins Around Town. A special thank you to Sammy for operating the board and handling all of our behind-the-scenes work and social media efforts on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Keep updated on our show and guests on those two platforms and subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town, on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So with that, we wish you a great day, and we will be back next week. Thanks.